the Air Force, it's like when the pilots, Top Gun, like getting oxygen in your in your stomach so you don't fucking pass out when you go in like seven Gs, like. But that's so they don't. We're seeing Miles out. Teller do that. Yeah, I know, but same but thing, not but. to get energy so that they don't, so that they could do a, get through a podcast. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back, back to Kids Be Straight. I'm Alex. And I am John. And we are your gracious, gracious, gracious hosts. Hello. Hi. Hello, everyone out there. Man, oh man, what a week. What a week. If you can't tell, I'm pretty tired. Like every other time, John. I know. I know. I'm trying to be like, up. let me put some water in my eyeballs. I don't think that's going to help. There we go. Uh, so we started, let's give a recap. We started the week off. We went to Odessa, 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 Odessa. I don't know. That's how I say it. I know, but you're supposed to add the Z in there. There's a Z. And what we found out was I'm not as diehard of a fan as I I think I was. They were great in person. They were. You base um, it off of like, how many songs do you know? And we knew three. Well, no, I think I knew a lot, but I, I realized that like. With them, I don't actually listen to the lyrics. It's just like the beat for them. Because you just like are like in a zone. You're like, woo. You're just chilling. Exactly. It's like driving through the streets with the with the windows down. Right. Ascending. That's like our chill music. Right. So going there sober. <laughs> sober with everyone rolling on drugs oh around my us. God. We're like, wait a minute. We... Are not having as much fun. So annoying. I was like, I mean, I get it because we're the ones who went sober. Like, so I'm not going to, you know, get mad at anyone, but I'm like, okay. I think I don't need you bouncing into me. We were just there to see them. And there was a lot of like waiting time, a lot of downtime. And so we were like, just get on with it. It, (laughs) We're like nine o'clock. I know. That's just the thing about concerts is they're so late. We're being babies. We need to. What do we do to be more youthful? I don't know. I don't know. I felt old. But there was older people there than than us and they were like I think raging. If we didn't have to wake up so early the next day, like the way that you can stay up late is by not having plans the next day, you know? Like if we knew that we didn't have to be up at 5, right. we wouldn't be like, okay, when is when is it, when are they going to start? But I think because we were already anticipating having to drive home, go to bed, wake up so early to hit the road for another three hour drive to get to the airport. We were already anticipating a busy day. And so that's probably why we were like, okay, let's just get here. Get this I wanted with. to cancel so bad. I was like, Alex, I, I know, know you got this for my birthday a year ago. But like, I'm glad we went. It was tiring, but I'm glad we went. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to agree. Dude, I like Odessa. I'm not a concert goer though. Like I'll listen to it in my car or like, Whatever. I don't Is there need to, anyone like, that you would pay over a thousand dollars to see? No, never. Yeah, me neither. Never. Is there anyone that you would pay five hundred dollars to see? No. Yeah, me neither. There's no one that I would like. Also, I would... it's more like where is it? So this was in Palm Springs. It was three hours to get there. So we okay. Can we just like go through it? Because we worked all day. Then we drove there. We. Got to our hotel around like six or something like that. Got ready real quick. Then got an Uber to the place. So it was like three hours to get there. And we were there a total of like two and a half hours. Then we went back to our hotel, slept, then woke up at 5 a.m., drove back, which we thought going back earlier, we would actually wouldn't hit traffic. But Pasadena was rocked with traffic. Apparently everyone goes into L.A. Right. So that was three hours back. So we got back around like 9, 30, 10 and then we flew out to Napa for another like branded trip. Like an hour later, it was wild. I mean, there's worse things in the world that we, that we could have done. Right. I am complaining. Poor about, John. Poor John. That's As been we were the theme. Joking about all weekend, like John would complain about like having to go to a restaurant to like get another free meal, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just so tired. I want to go home." And I'm like, "Cause I don't, I don't care about any of that shit." Poor John. I mean, Poor John has great. to eat and drink for free. Poor John. First off, nothing's free. Nothing is free. Well, right, but I mean, I'm just like everyone's different. I'm fine being home. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't need like a bunch of stuff. Also, I just wanted a fucking hamburger. I was so hungry. I feel like I was so hungry the whole the whole weekend. Great meals, not I mean, they tasted amazing. I am not knocking that, but like I am a quantity over quality person, and when you're serving me like a scallop with like a squeeze of like lemon citrus fucking lime juice, whatever it is on there, I'm like, okay, I can have about 45. You'd more rather of these. have just large plates. Yes. Than good food. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like that burrito challenge I did that I didn't finish the six pounds. Which is funny because like you would think the older that you get in life, like you would prefer quality things as opposed to quantity. No. Because that's not how you are with like friendships. Yeah, I'm definitely about quality over quantity for sure. Very small quality, quantity amount. You heard it here first. <laughs> that John. Are you falling asleep at the, are you falling asleep on the microphone right now? <laughs> I know we're both tired. I mean, it was just a long, it was awesome weekend, awesome experiences. So after the concert, we went to Napa. We got to Jordan Vineyard hosted us for a couple of days. Yeah, it was sorry, so pretty. I apologize. Not Napa. It's Sonoma, right? Sonoma. And it was amazing. The Vineyard. Jordan you, Winery. It was so Ever got an opportunity to go out there, check out the Vineyard because it's an amazing place. Beautiful location. The wine's their amazing. Their grounds are just so beautiful. But they not only do wine, they do their own olive oil. Yeah, the olive oil is amazing. Everything was, it was a great experience, but we did, we just got back yesterday. So we're just Yeah, recovering. we got back yesterday and now Taylor Swift is engaged to Travis Kelsey. So we no, have not. a wedding plan. I mean, we are recording this podcast oh. the day that we find out that she went to his game. And so by the time that this airs, they'll probably be wedding planning by then. I can, At see, least, them. I I can hope, see them together. I hope that they end up together. They're I actually really cute. don't really give a shit, but I but mean, like I showed you that video of him on the field, like looking up at the box that she was in. And it's like, he's, they're just so cute. He like, it's just so smitten. It's so cute. So smitten. Yeah. You like John has never Listen, looked at me like I'm, that. I'm happy for him. I could see, I could see that little, like that puppy love stage out there. And they're it like, everything's like cute. A rom-com in the making though. It's like, pop star football star reaches out like trying to get her phone number with the friendship bracelets linked to the Eras tour like it is just the perfect american romance you know i'm pretty psychic too so i think they're gonna get married for you're sure. psychic mm -hmm. i see it what see else do you do you claim to be psychic about there's only uh, one instance that i know that you said and it was about um our friend having a girl, but you had a 50% chance of guessing that correctly. <laughs> and also that she was pregnant. Well, right. But so it was a double whammy. She, you also had a good percentage of that. I'm also psychic in just, I have a good judge of character of people. Like I, I can read someone. So I don't know if that's well, being psychic or like intuitive. Then I'm very intuitive. I'm street smart. You know, I got like street cred. Street cred. What's your street cred? That like, I'm a really good judge of character on the streets. Okay. <laughs> next, next role that John's going to be in is on the streets. Okay. So that was it. Anyways, let's move on to questions. Yeah. I feel like we should just jump in. Yeah. We're like, falling apart. We're falling apart. Let's just get into it. I feel it. like I need at least 18 more cups of coffee yeah. today. Maybe some tea. Hey, but you know, we're throat. here. We showed up for all of you and now we're going to get to the juicy questions get to the juicy questions and you know we're just gonna try to help people in their lives and i'm gonna try to not be so judgmental yeah maybe we should like work on just being better people you know like actually giving i do always tell advice. myself for for new year's like my new year's resolution all the time is like try to be nicer and try to judge less judging and judging is just puts like toxicity into your body you know it's just like i think why? that has been your new year's resolution pretty much every year you're like i'm gonna become less judgmental but like i think every year you become worse well, i know i know do you I'm, think that's I'm fighting with age? It. i'm trying to fight it but it's hard and then you always think i'm like fighting you and you're like, oh, Alex, you just have to argue. Leave like, it to Alex to turn it back to her. She's like, let's talk about me. See, like, just be nice, John. It doesn't involve you. I like how you just had to turn it to you. Like, and see, and I'm married you, to you. And like, how you? Oh, treat you know what? Me? You know what else is gonna happen this week? Our anniversary. We're gonna be our four-year anniversary. That's Did right. Did you remember? <laughs> 
She's right. <laughs> are we doing that's so- right? Are we gonna do something for our anniversary? Yeah, I su- I have a surprise for us. Do you actually? Yes, John, because say I remembered honest, our anniversary. Say honest to and God. you just found out about it right in this minute. <laughs> I thought we we're like, what is your turn? No. Yeah, it is your turn. Last year was my turn. No, last year. Last year we were here. We moved here and I planned us to stay at home sushi night. Wow. That's. We moved across and the I country. And I ordered half of, and then I still went. What are you talking about? Like you. Okay. So that. So now it's my turn again. No, because I already did it again. I already. I can't tell you. It's a fucking surprise. Are we doing something though? Or like. Yeah, we're going to Odessa. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to a concert. I want to like set ground rules for it though. Are we like getting gifts? We don't. I didn't. I don't know. (laughs) I really don't want to do gifts. I hate gifts. Do it. Do whatever you think is best. But I want to know what we're doing. No, just do what you think is best. Ooh, that's. I hate that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, we're just like doing an activity. I'm like, am I going to enjoy this? I don't know. I guess it's both of our things. So I'll just, you know, go through the motions for you if it's something you want to do. So is that your contribution to our anniversary? It's yeah. just you showing up. It's just showing up. Thank you so much. Basically what you did on our wedding day. Do you want to go to dinner? <laughs> I'll set something up for dinner if you want. You do that. You you probably still don't even know what day of the week our anniversary is. I don't. I know it's like the 28th though. <laughs> Or 29th. It's one or the other. And the only reason I'm allowed to mix that up is because we got engaged on one of those two days and got married on one of those two days. So it's always confusing. I'll just let you live in bliss. And before we start, this podcast episode is sponsored by Every Plate. Are you craving a fall refresh? Look no further. Discover Every Plate's new collection of veggie filled recipes. Enjoy feel good food that tantalizes your taste buds and fuels your body. Picture savoring a feta stuffed salmon salad or a Mediterranean steak and rice bowl for nutrition and delish options. Try the one pan sweet chili turkey lettuce wraps or one pan chicken fajitas with pico de gallo all under 650 calories. Customize every plate meals to your liking. Swap proteins, sides, or add proteins to veggie dishes. It's your way. Every plate offers 26 weekly recipes from quick dinners to 24 seven breakfast, explore 22 extra sides, lunches, snacks, desserts, and more win-win for your taste buds and wallet. Plus save time with doorstep delivery. Start today at everyplate.com slash podcast with code give four nine, just one forty nine per meal. Everyplate.com slash podcast code give four Four nine for unbeatable deliciousness. Okay. Anyways, let's go. All right. Let's Get jump in. My husband and I initially wanted kids, but after seeing our friend's chaotic child, we've decided to postpone or maybe not have kids at all. He's content with this choice of not having kids at all, but I'm feeling FOMO. I need advice. Ugh, I mean, isn't that us? Is this question us? Well, no, it's not us because neither of us know what we want to do. And it seems like he's made the choice that he's totally fine to not have kids at all. Could she lean either way? You know, I wonder, because for us, we're just hoping one or the other will just choose for us. And make a choice. And make a choice. What, like, what is going to happen in life that, like, makes us <laughs> be like, this is the right choice? Right. But being around our friends who are pregnant, I know you were getting into the feels of wanting to have a kid, but I don't know if that's just a FOMO thing. Also, being pregnant is very different than actually having a kid, and I know that. Right. Like, as soon as they have the kid, are you going to be like, oh, man. Oh, man. I'm so glad that we don't have a kid. Right. You know, you don't know. I don't know. And I also do think, too, everyone's kids, like, you, it's like your dog. Like, you love your kids so much more than everyone else's kids. I don't know. I think that if you're feeling FOMO, That might just be right now. Like you guys just might not be in a place where you feel ready. Just give it time. And if you make that choice, like. Also, I don't like FOMO is the reason to have a kid either. No. It's not. I think you guys talk about like really figure out like what is important to you. Is starting a family important to you or like do you just feel like you're left, you're getting left behind? Right. Like what do you envision your future looking like? And I think that's our issue too. We're like, do we feel like we're getting older everyone else having kids should we have kids and so us talking like that is not a reason to have a kid no no so we need to 
figure out what we really want. And we were talking about this the other day too. It's like, we always look at it in a negative way. I'm like, let's start thinking in a positive way about having a kid. And maybe that like will change our mindset on it. It's just like a whole ass thing that you're responsible for, for literally the rest of your life. It's not even until you're 18. I'm taking care of my, I mean, like taking care of myself is being responsible. Look at that. We're taking care of ourselves. We could do it. I don't think it's a decision that should be taken lightly, but at the same time, you and your husband have to be on the same page about it. I like how we're just talking about our experience. We're like, what should we do? I know. (laughs) But for you and your husband, you guys have to be on the same page because again, you don't want one to resent the other. But of course, you might be feeling FOMO right now. You are not alone. I could tell you that. Yeah, it's not, especially us millennials. It's like expensive. It's just like, I think we're more mindful when it comes to the decision of having kids. And that's why a lot of people are choosing not to. I think we also ask this question all the time to couples our age that don't have kids yet. I'm like, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but like, we're just looking for some guidance. But I think no one really. (laughs) No one knows. Everyone's kind of just like waiting to see. I don't know. But then again, some people are foraging forward and starting their beautiful families, which good for them. Foraging? 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 Foraging. Is that not a word? Foraging is like you're going to grab mushrooms in the forest. No, like moving forward. Like you're trudging. Yeah, I guess foraging is technically move. It says like moving forward to find food. <laughs> wow, who's making up fucking words and shit now? But fo- I feel like there's another way for me to use that in a sentence. You're. Move, you're chugging along. Sure. Land this plane. Let's go. Next question. Me? Oh, shoot. I X out of the questions. Okay, next question. Did we? I don't even think we answered that. We did um, answer it. I just We're all on the same page. Next question. We can't give you advice. FOMO's natural. Did. No, I Talk think it's to your just husband. like we have the same experience. Like we, It's just like FOMO's natural. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I think the nice thing in your situation is you have one partner that's like, hell yeah, fully on board. So that's kind of on... Like, if you were just looking for someone to make a decision. No, she said we've decided to postpone or maybe not have kids at all. She said she's feeling FOMO because that's a decision that he said. What? So he want, he, I thought he was the one that wanted to have kids to begin with. John, oh my God. It's like you don't even listen to the question. My husband and I initially wanted kids. This is not a quickie question, but after seeing our friend's chaotic child, we've decided to postpone right, or maybe okay. not have kids at all. He's content with his choice of not having kids at all. But Prime I'm example FOMO. of then you're not ready. Like, because that shit's going to happen all the time. Like if you see that and you're like, Oh my God, I don't right. think I could deal with that. Then like, there's your answer. And maybe one day you'll see a kid losing his fucking shit again. And you're like, Oh, you know, whatever. Right. Then you'll know you're ready. Next question. <laughs> wow. Good job, John. My aunt and uncle are billionaires. They are old and will leave me their estate when they pass away. My fiance does not know this. So he finds the idea of a prenup ridiculous. We are not financially well to do. This type of money will be life-changing, and I fear how it will affect our relationship. Am I the asshole for keeping this a secret, or should I wait until he signs the prenup to tell him? If I'm not the asshole, should I wait until I receive their estate to tell him? <laughs> what, what are you going to uh, do? Listen, you- I just think everyone is going to be like, oh, you should definitely tell him. I know everyone wants to say about being a good person. Mm, I don't think so. But I don't think so. I wouldn't. Why do you think that everyone would say that? I don't think so. Because I just feel like people want to think like they're going to be These a good person are gonna, and honesty. be like, well, you guys are a team and don't start off your relationship on a lie. But you know what? That's going to be really good. It's going to well, be a good relationship. Off of our last week or the week before, how, how triggered you were about that guy getting a divorce and how he didn't have a prenup. I just think that like, again finances if like you have some sort of like gold mine before you're most likely going to get divorced we most likely are going to get divorced statistically statistically not in real life i mean statistically like when you're looking at relationships you can say statistically all you want <laughs> but now i'm questioning it no like we invested low both of us but if you were sitting on a gold mine and you were like this is my family money I would understand. I'd be like, okay. And then like whatever you could write in 
to it, whatever you want. Like whatever we make together after marriage now is split 50-50. Or you give them like a million dollars or something once you do it. Like there's anything, you can write any clause in there you want. Sure, I don't know. But I don't think it's bad to not tell him. Also like who knows, you say that your aunt and uncle are old, but like how how Hey, how if old? anything, it's, it's a win-win because surprise when you're married, be like, I want to keep this from you. And now look at now look at the life we're about to live until you leave me and then you get none. But they are engaged. It's not like he's marrying her for her money. I still think like go forward with the prenup for sure, but tell him why. I don't think he's just going to sign the prenup without any like reasoning. Because if you didn't tell me that you had some sort of like huge financial thing that, you know, you wanted to sign the prenup for, I don't know that I would move forward with the prenup. I'd be like, why? We're both poor as fuck. Right. I'd be like, whatever we're going to build together, we're building together. Does he know about the prenup at all? Like wanting to have it? Like, I wonder what his thoughts are in general on the prenup right. to begin with. Oh, well, she said he thinks it's ridiculous because they're both <sighs> not well off. Okay. So if he's like refusing to sign the prenup because he just thinks it's ridiculous, like where you're at and like, I could see his, yeah, of course. his, his values are like, we're a team. We're doing all this together. Then your counter could be like, look, I'm actually going to inherit a shit ton of money. Like, I just don't feel comfortable. Yeah, I changed my answer. So you guys are getting engaged. If you were just dating this person, I wouldn't bring this up. But the fact that like he's willing to marry you without even knowing about like the estate that you're going to inherit, I would let him know and be like, my aunt and uncle are billionaires. I'm going to inherit this estate. This is the only reason I want to do the prenup. Like it would make it more understandable for him, perhaps. Well, you're going to have to because if he's refusing to want to do a prenup now, now you have a reason right. why. So I wouldn't have said anything if he was like, cool, we could sign a prenup. Even if like you're getting engaged, like I think that like at that point, that person has committed to you without knowing that like anything about your financial status. Like it's not like he has any underlying intentions. What? What is, what are you doing? I mean, how much money are we talking about? Billions. Well, they're billionaires. I don't know how big the estate is, but let's just say. I mean, listen, I'll give him a little piece. I'll write something in there. How big is an, is an estate? Like who knows? It could be anywhere from. A million to I don't know when I think a state I'm like at okay, least okay twenty mil. I, I retract my statement. I would in your situation I would definitely get a prenup, but I would tell him. Right. I would tell him at least start off no lies, no secrets. I mean, and then the balls in his court. What he wants to do. Right. Yeah. Okay. Next question. The guy I lost my virginity to over 10 years ago has been my brother's best friend since grade school. He comes to family events and my mom considers him part of the family. My boyfriend currently will not let it go and wants him out of the picture and to never come around my family. Help with this situation. What an insecure little bitch. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, no, you can't. He needs to leave. Oh, wait, how old was she? It was 10 years ago. So whenever she lost her virginity to this guy 10 years ago, after that, it's been strictly like friend of the family. Yeah. Could the guy be a little uncomfortable? Sure. But to make you try to like remove this person from your family and your brother's like all that stuff, like who? Like who the history there. Right. Who like, are you to tell someone else to do something like that? How long has she been dating this guy? Uh, doesn't say. Dude, what a such a little bitch. That would be so annoying. I'd be like, it's what a turn off to me, like how insecure you are. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. It's a pretty easy one to answer. Next question. <laughs> well, oh, so help with the situation. Get rid of your boyfriend or tell him to stop being a little pussy. Next question. <laughs> Should we do better? Should we do better? Should we do better? We did say at the beginning of the episode okay, that we we're going to okay. try to do better. Okay. 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 Bring it back. Bring okay. it back. How should she present this information to him? What information? Oh, to stop being a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Just replay this episode for him. Just break the laptop, show her faces, and just hit you. play. You, yeah, you. Your girlfriend slept with someone 10 years ago and you're going to be an insecure little bitch about it. Get over it. What do you have to say, John? I'm trying to not be judgmental. So, sir. Oh, so you're going to make me look bad as I just looked this guy in the eyes and said, stop being a bitch. Sir, I'm sorry about what my wife just said. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, though. You are setting yourself up for failure. Being... 
a big big plus uh is not gonna help you succeed in life thank you for your time wow john it was really hard for me groundbreaking next question <laughs> am i the asshole for staying with someone who loves me so much but i don't love them i'm a 31 year old male dating a 29 year old male for two years and we just moved into a new house we have a dog who is my whole world and would be his dog if we broke up, but I'm just not in love with him. He's an amazing man, works hard, treats me so nicely, and financially is very set up. I'm afraid to tell any of my girlfriends about how I feel because everyone loves him so much. And from the outside, we look like an extremely happy couple. I'm afraid I'll never find anything better, but I also feel like I'm doing wrong by him. Help, please. What do you think? What I do you think? I mean, what do you think is going to happen when you leave I don't this think person? You're necessarily the asshole. I just think that you're trying to process like sometimes in relationships when you when the other person didn't do anything wrong, you're just like not a good match and you've fallen out of love. Like it feels so much more hard to end things or justify why you feel the way that you feel, you know, like when there's no actual answer to be like they did this or they do that. It's Nothing like, drastic happened in right, order to split off. Yeah, it makes it very hard. And I'm sure you feel like if everyone's telling you how good of a person this, some people are just aren't made for each other. Right. So look, you're listing off all these great things about someone and the grass isn't always greener, but that's not a reason to stay with someone either. Right. Because again, like there's diff there's a difference between feeling comfortable with someone who you love and then just like being with someone who's a good person and not loving them. And it sounds like you don't love this person and you owe it to him and you owe it to yourself to not be with him anymore. I don't think you're the asshole, but you will be if you continue this relationship. I think that you're just in the in the stage where you're like realizing what you need to do. And so I think like stop dragging out this relationship, you know. It's not fair to If you don't feel like him. it's right and you don't have those feelings anymore towards this person, it's not like either of you did anything wrong. I just think it's time to move on. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, you could take him in and just reflect on it first before you it seems like you've been thinking about it though are you staying for the dog because a dog does keep people together if you said the dog is your world not a reason to stay with someone though i know but it is sad like i know that that's probably the only reason you're still married to me is because you know that i would take kobe that and we have joint bank accounts best of luck best of luck and just a reminder this week's episode is sponsored by every plate are you in need of a fall refresh? Well, we've got just the thing for you. Check out the new curated collection of refreshing veggie full recipes from Every Plate. Get ready to indulge in feel good food that will invigorate your taste buds and nourish your body. Picture yourself enjoying a mouth watering feta stuffed salmon salad or savoring a satisfying Mediterranean steak and rice bowl. And for those looking for nutritious and delicious meals, try the one pan sweet chili turkey lettuce wraps or the one pan chicken fajitas with pico de gallo. All these dishes are packed with flavor and come in at 650 calories or less. The best part? You can customize every plate meals to your liking. With options to swap proteins and sides or even add a protein to a veggie dish, you have the freedom to create meals that suit your preferences. It's all about making it your way. Every plate offers an incredible variety of 26 tasty and affordable recipes to choose from each week. Whether you need a quick 15-minute dinner or a breakfast option available 24-7, they've got you covered. And if you're craving more, you can explore up to 22 additional sides, lunches, snacks, desserts, and more. It's a win-win for your taste buds and your wallet. And the best part? Every plate saves you precious time on all those busy weeknights. No more scrambling for recipe ideas or spending hours in the grocery store. It's all conveniently delivered to your doorstep. Get started now with Every Plate today for just $1.49 per meal. Yes, you heard that right. By visiting everyplate.com slash podcast and entering the code GIVE49, you can enjoy this incredible offer. Again, that's everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code 49 to start enjoying a delicious meal at an unbeatable price. Next question. Am I being difficult by not wanting to take my partner's last name when we get married? We've both been married before, and after my first marriage, I went back to my maiden name. We have been together for almost 12 years, and I've gotten used to having my maiden name. We do have a child together who has his last name. He says we should all have the same last name, but as a male, he has never had to change his name. I would be willing to hyphenate my last name, but I do not want to take his last name altogether. I don't think you're being difficult. No, you're not. Changing your name is fucking difficult. It's such a bitch. Yeah, I kind of am like 
I mean, Alex is still not done changing her name. So I, like, I get it. It's, I get it. I understand. And then like <laughs> to change but now it you're back. Like, you're like 85% committed to it. Now it's oh going to be harder to switch your name back. back. To your other oh my God. Name. No, I would just, I would. Oh my God. Listen, but, I get it. It's a pain in the ass and it's unfair. Like for him to tell you, like he wants you to do all this stuff, but like one, is he going to help you do it? Cause it is a lot of work on, the woman to have to change their name, but like you've already done it once too. Like you're your own person. You've been yeah, there, like, done it that. It doesn't change who you are. Like that's just that's kind of like a toxic masculinity thing, right? right? Like traditionally. Plus, also like your kid has his name. Like you fucking bore that child. He should have your name, but he has his name. That's enough. Your chit. Your kid has his name. That's fine. I don't think you're being an asshole. Listen. With that being said, though, like obviously I wanted you to take my last name when we got married, so I'm not gonna like. I wasn't like dead set on it, but I did want you to have my last name. I'm not going to like lie and not say that. I think it's just like it. it's like you starting your own family. But like there is, I think, I don't know. It's becoming more common to not take your husband's last name. And I think that that's okay. Also, make the fucking process easier. If, if it even, it's been the same forever. And everything's individual. You should be able to like marriage certificate, put in your name and it just goes through passport, bank accounts, more whatever, you know, it just like switches it over. Like there is this this like package system when you get married that could do it, but it's still a ton of paperwork and it's, it's still so much that you have to do. Either way, it's a bitch. I don't think that you're being difficult. It's just like you've done it before, you're already back. It's not going to change your relationship. You're be, you're fine. I I think that we've spoken about this before. I think that what people should do is just take whoever's last name is coolest. Like, that's true. If you have a cool last name, take that person's last you name. You know, it's just everything that's like installed and in, installed, instilled in us. Instilled in like from, our culture yeah. or anything. It kind of just like women and the wedding days, like this pivotal main day of their life and men with the last name and we're the ones doing the proposal. Like, do whatever the fuck you want. Do whatever the fuck it's you want. Like, Cause if like why does it have to be so structured and rigid? Like Stuff does need to change. The same shit's been going on for centuries, you know? Mm -hmm. But if it works for you and your family, that's fine. I just feel like do whatever the fuck you want. That's what I'm saying. Whatever do works whatever for you, you and your family, your relationship, do do that. Like, right. not everyone should be, you know, to a certain set of standards. Cool. Tell them, John. Next question. That took all my energy. <laughs> you want to go take a nap now, Gramps? <laughs> Cramp Gramps? <laughs> Crampy Gramps. I need a, I need a minute too. Why why do you keep putting water in your Wake eyeballs? Me Wake me up, baby. The Air Force, it's the, when the pilots, Top Gun, like getting oxygen in your in your stomach so you don't fucking pass out when you go in like seven Gs, like. But that's so they don't. Remember pass seeing Miles out. Teller do that? Yeah, I know, but same but thing not like, to get energy so that they don't so that they could do a, get through a podcast. <laughs> Have you been awesome. practicing? Yeah, I remember we did that ride at Disney. Remember with your parents? It was like the rocket ship. Oh, yeah. And we hit like two Gs and I almost passed out. <laughs> what are you going to do, And I got John? to be the captain. Remember, everyone had a role. But like you your definitely, <laughs> they're like, your role is so important. It's pivotal to make this mission happen. I mean. They looked at you, me, your dad, and your mom, and they're like, you're definitely the captain. I just, I look like a captain. And then John didn't know it, but if he didn't hit the button, it still would have lit up anyway. And <laughs> Your role was I got to tell everyone what to do. Your mom was the one that was like moving the, the spaceship into like the gas cylinder and space. Same thing. Or, None of those buttons worked. They worked. I was like, <laughs> hit a J Ma. You know, this was just that ride at Disney is the adult version of giving kids like that that steering wheel in the car. It's like, I honestly yeah. thought you were milking a cow. <laughs> <laughs> just milking away. Speaking of uh, my mother in law, I call her J Ma. That's that's another somebody should write in about that question. I had such a hard time calling your mom, mom. She was like, you can call me mom. I was like, I can't, I can't call you mom. And so she came up with the name J Ma. I was like, I can, I like I that. just avoid calling. What do you say? Do you, just, do you call my mom Lynn? I think I call That's her disrespectful. Lynn. That's disrespectful. <laughs> but what would I say? Miss Buf Mrs. Buffard? No. Call her Elma. <laughs> Elma does not sound as cool as J Ma. It doesn't flow off the tongue as as much we do avoid and i was doing that too we were avoiding sentences where it had to like go like with their name first i think i'm just like hey you 
I'm just kidding. Do you call my dad Dave? I think I do the same with your dad. You know, I think but it's with- like you met him as an adult. I feel like you don't have to be like Mr. Buffard, you know, or like, like I still call my, my buddy Zach, his dad. I still call him Mr. Lewis to this day. I can never call him by his first name. I just, I've known him since I, I mean, I call your dad like the best father in law I've ever had. That's how you answer. <laughs> yeah, That's how yeah. you, best father in law ever. Ever. Where's, can you pass the salt, please? Yeah. And then your mom, oh, she's just like Dr. B. Dr. Like, B. She is. She probably boss, like that. Dr. B. But I don't know. Your soon-to-be brother-in-law ca- calls her Miss Lynn, which maybe I should just call her. That doesn't feel right either. Well, Ms. no, you Lynn. can't just... You're fucked now because you've been into this for like six years. Yeah, so yeah. you can't call her Miss Lynn out of nowhere. What you know you, what I think what I do? What do, do I call, for six years? I like say Ma. I call her Ma. Like ma, I just Ma's like, okay. Yeah, because it's like an Italian, like Ma. No, it's weird though. That's I, what I do. I actually had no problem calling your grandma grandma though. Yeah. I mean, she's just everyone's grandma. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Anyway. Next question. What was that even? Okay, next question. I'm 25 years old and have no kids, and I've been living on my own for about four years now. My parents live about 10 minutes from me, and both are now close to their retirement age. They both have health problems, and I work in the health field. They are very needy and lack a lot of boundaries as they expect me to make all of their appointments and take them as well as remind them of their medications. I'm pretty much their own personal nurse. I love them and I'm grateful for them, but this is now interfering with my love life, schoolwork, work life, and just my life in general, including my mental health. I try to help them with everything that I can. However, when I can't or if I'm unavailable, they really throw it in my face and get really upset. I have two other siblings, but my parents don't trust them with these things, so everything falls on me. I'm not sure how to handle all this, and I don't know if I need to learn to manage everything better or learn to say no more often. Please help. No, that's not all on you, and it shouldn't be all on you. Your your siblings need to step it the just fuck say, up. This isn't something that's that I would unfair, have. A- that's unfair on your parents. And again, I don't know what your parents' financial situation is, but like they can have an in-home caregiver come in and help with these things. Like you need to live your life. Uh, you can ask somebody like assistance with medication housekeeper whatever like, like financially is that how expensive is that though it depends i think some services can be co- covered under like medicare or something like that like depends on everyone's insurance how old are they you know but they also have to be understanding of your time and accommodate to you a little bit as well like if you're the only one helping them like that's so unfair of them to treat you that way too. i would have this conversation with your siblings and be like you know, regardless of how your parents feel about their care, you can all contribute in some ways, you know, like, again, taking them to their appointments, Transportation. yeah, like, does not all have to fall on your shoulders, or just figuring out some time to like, split, split the responsibilities between all of you, you should probably do the medication management, probably, if you're the one in healthcare, just make sure everything, they take it at the right time, the right dose, and make sure nothing counteracts the other one. But I think there's there needs to be a huge adjustment. And um, yeah, I think it starts with talking to your siblings. I think this happens a lot in families where there's usually like one person who becomes responsible for making sure that, you know, whoever is ill or someone is taken care of. And it can become a, a, a burden, a huge burden. And you don't want you don't want that relationship with your parents though either where you just look at them like you have to take care of them or that they feel like a burden. So I, I would I would talk to your siblings about it. Split the responsibility because you absolutely, you're so young. You deserve to have the freedom and the free time to like go and live your life. I think I would also take a look at their insurance. Like you can call on their behalf and kind of like discuss what kind of services are out there that can assist with them. What you're doing is important and it's very responsible of you but don't feel guilty for wanting to also live your life 100 percent. next question my best friend of 10 years has been going through a rough patch in life constantly getting the short end of the stick because of this every time we talk it's only about her issues and how horrible and negative her life is if i try to have a positive conversation she will immediately change the subject i've always been sympathetic to her struggles and active in conversation when she rants about her problems However, lately, that's all we ever talk about. She has no idea what's going on with me in my life or how her trauma dumping might be affecting me and my mental health. As much as I want to be a supportive friend, I also can't spend all day in negative conversations about life. 
How do I explain to her that these constant conversations are not good for me without being a bad friend? How do I remind her that I'm her friend and not a therapist? Mm. You're, it's definitely going to be a sensitive conversation. I'm sure their lack of awareness about how you feel about this already will be a huge shock to them when you say something like, hey, this is kind of too much for me, they'll be taken back. So be prepared for that. I can already tell that kind of like personality that that person has. Well, I think too, in like friendships, it's hard because like, again, you want to be there for your friends when they're going through seasons of life that are difficult. But when it's been like an ongoing, you said she's been your friend of 10 years, but depending on how long this rough patch is or, you know, what they're doing to help like fix their problems, like, are they complaining to you and then not doing anything? Can they address these situations? Is it something that they can't fix? Like, I think you just have to be honest with your friend and say, I like, I love you and I want nothing but the best for you. But like, this is out of my wheelhouse. And I think that you, you need to seek professional counsel. Like I can no longer be that person to, to help you in like your time of need. Like, honestly, it's, it is kind of unfair and selfish of her a little bit to like, was your relationship didn't start this way. Like, be like, I am your friend and I want to be there for you. But like, I feel like there's more to this relationship or needs to be more than you just like airing out your laundry to me. Like, that's unfair. It's also a two way street. It'd be different if she reciprocate what recip you're saying. Yeah. Stuff. And yes. was like, OK, thank you for, you know, listening. How are you? And like cared about what you had going on in your life. Right. But when it feels very one sided. Selfish continuously again there's seasons of life where sometimes maybe your friend needs to vent more than you have what you have going on but like again a relationship it's like it's a balance between both of you like you can only give so much of yourself without getting you know something back right. in return and so i think just being honest about how you can no longer like be that sounding board for her like you she needs to seek someone unless something has is in the works and she's already changing or something, but it sounds like she's not really making the change and it's affecting you mentally. Also, you also don't want to be like resentful of this friend. So you have every right to feel the way you do. First off, don't even feel guilty about how you feel. Mm -hmm. like it it's, totally makes sense. Just be prepared for her to take it as a shock. Maybe like start to create some space with you as well. Like if this is really affecting your mental health, like create some space with this person. Right. But you still need to say something because yeah. to, to take the space without letting her know, then she'd be like, why are you being distant? You know? I mean, maybe that's a way for her to like open up the conversation. But let her know, let her know it's coming from a place of love. Like you love and support her, but like right. you also have to look out for yourself. Next question. My boyfriend and I broke up after three years because he wanted to focus on his career. He told me he couldn't do it anymore as he had his focus set somewhere else and couldn't give everything to our relationship. I was okay with it as I saw it coming and we were having a tough time. I did go back to him to fix things, but he wasn't in the same headspace as me. I kissed another guy after this and felt this immense guilt after as if I had almost cheated. Six months had passed and my boyfriend and I are now back together. We both realized our mistakes and how we can't give up on us. I still feel this guilt within me that I kissed someone else when we had broken up. I did tell him about it because I don't like hiding things from him and he was very understanding about it. I just regret how we both gave up on us at one point and how couples around us, especially on the internet, also have these rough patches, but still don't give up on each other. How do I let go of this guilt, regret, and comparison? Don't feel guilty for something you did when you guys weren't together. You know, you have to live your life. You didn't know that you're, you were going to get back together. You know, you're just like doing your own thing. And, and also like, just go based off of that, like saying, if you want something, let it go. If it comes back to you, it was yours. If it doesn't, it was never meant to be or whatever the fucking problem is. <laughs> but like, I've never heard that, but I like there's, it. Oh, you've never heard of like, if you love something, let it go. Is that what I said? I would never let it go. I, I, I get that. But like, don't compare yourself. Did you see there was like this viral video of this old man? He, it was like his high school sweetheart. They like dated in high school or whatever, or like maybe in the army or something. I have no idea. They dated in their younger years. Got it. Lived separately, got married, had families, got like then reconnected as elder adults. Fucking notebook. And then he proposed to her like when they were like old. Love it. I don't know Love if they that. were like got divorced or if their spouses died. My point being is that like you were only broken up like for a little bit, whatever. I know that we joke about like people looking like idiots when they're, you know, on and off again, whatever. But that's like, you know, you're breaking up and getting back together a bajillion times. Like 
there's no right or wrong way to move forward in a relationship. Like whatever works best for you. I I think that you just this you is both, part of your story. Are you both happy? Yeah. Are you both happy together? Then be together and be in it fully. And you just with time it will it will go. It will leave you and you'll be focusing. Oh, you mean like the regret? Yeah. You'll be focusing more on like just how happy you are and your life you have with your with your person. So like don't beat yourself up too much about it. Like and relationships are just about like learning and growing and like you go through phases and I'm sure you'll go through other phases with each other down the road. But I mean to feel bad that you feel like you gave up like no, you're back together. Who cares? Like, And I think it was very noble of you to even tell him because I don't think you even had to tell him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Everything's you're fine. fine. Everything's fine. Just like go, go make out. <laughs> with your... With your boyfriend. With your boyfriend. Your current boyfriend. Yeah. Before I read this next question, trigger warning, it involves topics of abuse. My husband and I have been together for nine years and I love him dearly. Recently, we got into a big blowout fight and my husband was the one to de-escalate things by sitting me down and saying we need to stop and start over. In the aftermath of things, my husband teared up and admitted to me that he was so angry during our fight that he had violent thoughts of hurting me. He said he felt so awful about it and was scared because he felt like he was so close to doing it. I calmed him down and told him that it's normal to have intrusive thoughts and everyone does, especially when angry. But what matters is that he didn't carry them out and instead de-escalated the situation. He has admitted this to me one other time over the course of our nine-year relationship during another fight. I also think it's important to mention that he has never once laid a hand on me and is a very loving and caring husband. So my question is, do you think it's normal to have an intrusive thought about physically hurting your partner when angry? Uh, No, I've never had a thought of wanting to hurt you ever when we're fighting. So treading lightly on this subject, uh, I don't think it's okay how he's having those those thoughts. Um, I think he needs to seek professional help 100%, not like consoling to you or uh, not speaking to you about it really for like, he needs to speak to I mean, a therapist. I, I'm glad that he said something to you. He obviously trusts you enough to say something, but like intrusive thoughts are a thing. Like to say that I've like, you know, walked past a set of knives i've thought like what if i just like stab my eye out but i've never once like been in a fight and be like let me like i i'm thinking about being violent towards my partner you know i don't know i know I also how you wrote this question and you're defending him like i understand that but like from an outsider hearing this like there's a significant problem there and um I would not take this lightly at all. So I think the first step is like he needs to go speak to somebody professionally before it gets worse. The fact that it's happened more than once, like I can tell you right now, we're in a marriage. We've been together six years. We've screamed at each other before. We have fights all the time. I've never once thought about hurting you though. So like, yeah, like that's not okay. I think again, like he, he, I think is worried about it as well otherwise he wouldn't have brought it to you but what scares me in this question is that because he's brought it up like not, and again not saying that he's going to act on it but if he does he would say like see like i told like and maybe not again i just like i'm assuming things i just think that like getting ahead of it is probably going to be the best move forward i don't think that we're the people to say what's normal what's not I know that like I in am, our I'm, situation. I'm literally going to say, no, that is not fucking No, meaning normal. like what's normal now, like to like what's normal in regards to like fixing this. Like I think talking with someone to see like what, where are these thoughts coming from? Like where ha has this happened in the past, like in other relationships? I don't You're know. You're saying she needs to do no, this? No, no, no. Him. Like they need to like, he needs to see counsel. Yeah. I think there needs to be a way more proactive approach to this. Because I would be like, worried to get in a fight oh, with him if I was you. I would be worried to argue because I'd be like, what if my partner decides to act on this? And I know that like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I'll, I'll take the lead on this question. That's, that's fine. Like I'll take full responsibility for anyone getting upset. Like this guy's got a fucking problem. He needs to go speak to somebody. I've never had that. I've never had that issue before. You should never have thoughts about physically harming your partner. Like fuck that guy. Go talk to somebody. I like, it's not okay. And it's not okay. Like 
I hope you're watching this. He needs to go speak to somebody. I want her to know how serious of a matter this is. It is very serious. Like, I don't want to talk lightly and joke around about something like this because I think too many times where people brush things off but and it, then something happens, whether it's... So I guess for you to take a step back and think like, have you ever had intrusive thoughts in this way of harming your husband during these arguments? You know what I mean? Like, cause you're asking us like, do you think it's normal to have intrusive thoughts about physically hurting your partner when angry? Like I've never thought about physically hurting John. He's never thought about physically hurting me. Have you ever thought about physically hurting your partner? Like, I don't think that it's normal. And so I do think getting ahead of it, as John said, is the next step talk to a therapist, speak to someone as to why this is happening. Because the worst case scenario is that now your husband acts on it in the next, you know, he's, he's obviously afraid he was upset with you about even having these thoughts. So I think to just brush it off would be negligence. Yeah. I said my piece on it. So, yeah. I think you guys can work through this together though. Just make sure that, you know, you're doing your due diligence to take care of yourself and, and stay safe. Next question. Should I quit contact with my family because my brother's girlfriend's massive chest? My boyfriend, 35, and I, 28, are in a healthy, loving relationship for two years now. We love one another, and I feel like we could create a beautiful future together. My only problem is that since we met my brother's girlfriend at a family gathering last year, I've gotten extremely triggered back into my body image issues. She is like from a Baywatch movie, a natural beauty with long blonde hair, a slim trained body, and most importantly, massive, and I mean massive, disproportionately huge boobs. A dream come true for most men nowadays due to media and pornography. I'm rather on the itty bitty titty spectrum, but have finally come to love my small chest over the years until now. It triggered me so bad that I had to leave my grandmother's birthday dinner with an excuse of feeling sick because I felt so bad about myself and couldn't hold back my tears any longer. I'm also scared that my boyfriend will eventually start daydreaming about her if we see them more and not feel sexually attracted to me the same way anymore. I feel like it would be inevitable if we see them more. I know he loves big breasts. I also feel so ashamed and embarrassed that I even feel this way and would love to not have this problem. I'm a pretty and a smart girl. However, this already gets to my mental health so badly that I'm trying to visit family as little as possible in a year and try to visit them alone when my boyfriend is on business trips. We do a lot with my boyfriend's family and go on holiday to their vacation pool house in Turkey together. I'm even scared that my boyfriend will eventually invite my brother and his girlfriend to one day and that will be the ultimate killer for my self-esteem. I just found peace in my life and want to keep it. I've tried therapy a few times, but I feel like now this will always haunt me and I will never be able to relax with any man on my side meeting my brother and his girlfriend. Any advice? I think you need to um, tackle this problem head on. You can't run away from your problems. I just think it'll still, it'll just still haunt you. No matter what, there is always going to be someone taller, prettier, smarter, with bigger boobs, with a fatter ass, with better abs, with like, there will always be someone out there who has features that are like, whatever. But like, you are special because you are you. Like, her brain is not your brain. Her, she, you guys are too different. You can't, you can't. You have to be confident in yourself. So how, obviously, you're not feeling confident in yourself. So let's get back to that. How, what can she do? Well, my one thing too is like, are you, I know that you said that you've like accepted your itty bitty titties. Like, so, so have I, like I've gotten to the place, like I have itty bitty titties and I appreciate people who have big boobs, but I'm also at the place where I'm like, I could get boobs if I wanted them. You know what I mean? But like, I love my boobs the way that they are. Like if you had the opportunity, like, could you get boobs if you wanted them? Like, and if the answer is no, like, then what's the problem? Like, why are her big boobs so triggering to you if, you know, you could go out and she, get well, big she, boobs? She just feels, well, she's a blonde hair, like everything about her. She's just threatened by her. And then she's that. And the other thing is like, she's insecure now with her relationship with her boyfriend. So like you need to figure out how to become more confident with yourself, be comfortable in your own skin. Talk to your boyfriend about it because I think you should. I mean, why do you feel that way about, are you confident in your relationship? Right. Is there something else going on in your relationship where you 
are already kind of like uneasy about it. There's a lot of different factors and a lot of things. There's just ways to work through your problems besides running away from them and just taking little steps or just stepping away for take a step back and just look at it be like, what things can I work on to see how I can but be, also be better? Just like physical attributes are so fleeting. Like you cannot let anyone else's beauty take away from your own. That's hard. That's still hard to do though. I, I mean, don't know because I really truly feel like, again, not everyone is someone else's sure, cup of tea. But not like, everyone's confident in their skin, Al, like you are. And so like, you don't feel threatened by those things. You actually admire them. And I'm the same way. Like I admire people who like, I know I, are I beautiful see people, people with big boobs. I'm like, can I look at men, them? women, all these people I'm like, damn, like I respect the shit out of these people who like look amazing. Like they work on their bodies and that is hard to do. Like, I don't know. I look at it. That's how I look at things. Right. And just, yeah, I don't want to brush off her insecurities about it because that is very common 100 everyone has insecurities i'm not saying like every like we're the most confident people but you do have to be your biggest hype man and know like there's so much more to you than just that the physical attributes and remind yourself what those things are and if you're gonna feel more confident by talking to your boyfriend and saying like I need you to like, I'm a words of affirmation person. You have to tell me like what it is that you love about me. You know, if that's going to make you feel more secure. But I think that rising tides raise all ships is like, I, I just think that you can appreciate her for being the person that she is, but like, she's not you. And like you guys both being two unique individuals is what makes the world go around. It's what's beautiful. Like there's so many things that I'm sure are beautiful and unique about you that your boyfriend sees in just you. And that's what you need to remember is like, he most likely just has eyes for you. Also what you said, like you can appreciate other people's beauty without, you say this all the time where you're like, I see all these hot people, but I'm like, would I actually like them for their personalities? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I try to look at the flaws to make myself feel better. <laughs> No, I'm talking about like personality wise, like that right. looks fade. This might not feel like the answer to you, but maybe get to know her. Like maybe like befriend her, like your brother. It's your That's brother. True. Like he, she's in his life for a reason. And if you're close with your brother, assume that she's not going to go anywhere. You know, I wouldn't distance yourself from this person who she's also more than just her beautifully big boobs. You know, she's a human being and your brother loves her for, I'm sure, more than that. So I would try to befriend her and be like, what other qualities besides just the exterior can I find in this person that, that you could relate to? That you could relate or, to, yeah. exactly. Because I think a lot of times it's easy to look at people from the outside and be like, oh my God, they're plastic, they're a bimbo. But like, we're all very in-depth, layered creatures with more than just what's on the outside. So in conclusion, hit your problem head on. And uh, don't shy away from it. Thank you. That is. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. You are beautiful and we love you. And that is it. Next question. My mom is constantly excluding me from family functions. When I've questioned it, she gives me a bullshit excuse such as, I didn't think you'd want to come or I thought you just had other plans. I've told her time and time again to not make decisions on my behalf and to just let me know if I can make it great. If not, no biggie, but to let me know and I will then make that call. This has been an ongoing issue for 10 plus years and I'm the black sheep of the family for some context. The other part of this is that my parents treat people who aren't family better than they treat me, and I'm sick of it. My husband recently pulled my parents aside to talk to them because he was tired of seeing how they treat me. I've tried talking to them, but they won't listen and make me out to be the bad guy. They've hurt me so much, and I'm at the point where I'm so close to cutting them out of my life. I don't want to jump to that extreme since my two little ones adore their grandparents. But in order to have a healthy relationship with their grandkids, I feel they need to have a healthy one with me. For now, I'm limiting contact. If you were in my shoes, what would you do? I'd probably be doing what you're doing. Uh, I'm glad like how she said that too. She's like, you know, in order to have a good relationship with my grandkids, there needs to be a relationship with me. Like I honestly would never have thought of that. So it's very intuitive of her, I guess. They need to respect you. And you've said your piece to them more times than once. <laughs> you, you, you know, and it's, I think it's disrespectful that they're, not heeding what you say, you know? And I wonder why, why are you the black sheep? Did something happen? Like what's, 
what's the issue that's going on? And then the fact that your husband's even pulled them aside to speak to them and nothing has changed. So like, yeah, limiting your interaction with them. And then I don't know, like, where do you go from there? I think all you could do is what you're doing, where you're setting your expectations, you're making clear what your boundaries are. Like you want to be invited to things and have it be your call. And then you just have to let people live their lives. Like there's, those are things that are out of your control. Like you can't control your mom, your parents' communication with you and how much you're going to get invited to things. You know, I think that you can only focus on your family and doing what's best for your kids and like your husband. And if you're doing everything and you've done everything that you can, I, there's only, there's only so much energy that you could continue to do and you put into that relationship. Exactly. Either. Until you're like, I've done what I can do. And be, and be comfortable, you know, feel good about that, that you're, you, you're putting the effort in to try to make a change and, if they don't reciprocate that, then that's on them, you know? There is like one thing though, where you said you've questioned it because she gives you bullshit excuses as to I didn't think you'd come or I thought you had other plans. Has there been a pattern in the past where you like consistently cancel or don't go? Because I know from like an invitation standpoint, you're not going to continue inviting a group of people if they're not going to show. But I feel like that's more understandable in a friendship dynamic. When it comes to family, I just feel like even though we say like, oh, like, fuck it, you know, you shouldn't excuse bad behavior just because they're blood. But I just feel like there's always that aunt who never shows up to shit, but you still invite her every year, you know? Right. So like, regardless if like you used to cancel on things or not go, like you maybe would... Maybe she, like, and now we're just assuming stuff. What is the reason why they treat you that way? There has to be a reason. I wish you said that in the question. Like, there's no way it's just like they're being toxic and like not wanting you to come. Like, were you... Did something happen? Did, did you, you move out of state? Did you, yeah, did you move out of state or something that got a negative way to that? Are you are you acting a certain way that they don't like when you're with them? Like, who knows? Like, what is it? Because maybe she's making excuses to not invite her daughter because maybe there's something she's doing that they don't like. We don't know. We're just going to assume that your mom is just excluding you because she's being a hoe. In conclusion, again, John will take over. <laughs> you're doing everything you can. Limit your interaction. Don't cut them out completely because, like you said, good relationship with your children and just kind of go from there. I, I don't know what else you can really do about it. I mean, hopefully they, they, they come around. Best of luck. Best of luck. All right, moving on to X. Alex, go ahead. Take the lead. Wow. I never do my X first, but I'll happily go. My egg isn't related to you, John. It's related to... I don't necessarily want to say like crowds, but at concerts, I feel like, and again, maybe because we were just sober, no one has spatial awareness at all. Mm. And I'm like, bitch, these are not your seats. Move over. I just think that like people like are pre-gaming and they're blackout and on top of me. And that's just it. I'm like, I'm like, stop fucking touching me. You're too close to me. That's my I, I can't judge those people because we've been those people. I know, but I just think that like when you're 50 years old and you're still doing that, it's just more annoying. <laughs> those <laughs> like, drunk ladies that were just bumping into you, I'm like, fuck off. And then those dudes that took the other guy's seats next to me, I'm like, fuck off. I would understand if and like, they we were And then we looked up in the, state, in the stadium. We just were in the one... We've sat in our seats, like the seats that I know, we paid for. I know, but if you look up, there were so many other seats we could have sat by ourselves, but for some reason we were in the most like clustered spot. We could have just walked up like five rows and we would have been fine, but I never looked up. Well, because we like had bought seats in like a good section. And so people were coming to the front and were sitting in seats that weren't there, which is whatever, but like then respect the people in the seats that they paid for. Don't like cram eight of your friends into a four seat area. Like that's just my ick is like spatial awareness about other people around you. Just respecting. Again, I just feel like we're at the age. Don't fucking touch me. I'm not paying for a seat <laughs> on the floor. I'm not trying to crowd surf. Don't, I don't need you falling asleep on top of me. I yeah. was just annoyed. That's my ick. My ick is the uh, Palm Springs sandstorm. Who knew? That was our first. I don't even know if you, can we count that as a sandstorm. It was pretty. It was probably just windy, but it was there was sand. Well, driving to Palm Springs through the desert. I mean, it was, it was a cloud. It was like fog. You couldn't see. It was like the mummy, 
And we were waiting for exactly. the mummy's face to come through. I wouldn't say it was as aggressive as the mummy. It but felt still. like it. But that was wild. <laughs> it was. You're outside for two seconds and you're covered in dust. Right. John, you know what that would be like? Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> Except Burning Man. It was raining this year. But on a year that it's not raining, it would be way more dusty than that. And you want to go? No, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Not after spending 10 minutes in Palm Springs. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, nothing. It was, I had, I had a good week, so I don't have anything crazy. No crazy icks this week. No icks. Uh, I think we're supposed to say something nice about each other. Somebody said that. Um, oh, should thank we? You for, uh, thank you for just, you know, you're just really good in public talking to people. Like anyone who comes up to us or anything, you're just, you're good at like asking questions and, and talking to them. And I just sit there and I'm like, yeah. Not in my head. John tells me to stop asking so many questions because I legitimately have so many questions. I'm like, where are you from? What do you you're do like, for You're like, what's your 401k? What's your yeah. Like, you're asking these people, their, like, their life story. I'm like, I'm what interested. we for like 20 minutes? I'm like, if you come and say hi, know that I'm the one who's going to sucker you into a conversation. Honestly, whoa, whoa, disclaimer. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, but if you do say hi, know that I, if John's not there, I will, just, you will be stuck talking to me. <laughs> You're like, I just wanted to say hi. Well, now we're best friends. So. <laughs> Send me your handle. Yes. And uh, last thing, let's do a review. Okay? Read it. Read, Read it. it. Read it. Feel like actual friends. Five stars. Kate G. Dow. The only podcast my husband and I listen to together. We love it. Make us laugh every time. And their marriage is incredibly relatable. Just solid, real, authentic people. They're so down to earth and it's incredibly refreshing. Also, fun for us to chat about the podcast discussions, topics while we listen. Oh, Thank you, Kate. Love it. Thank you. Guys, like, subscribe, email, comment, do all those things. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And if you want to reach us at hello at giveittomestraightpodcast.com, you could email us there. You could click the link in the show notes to anonymously ask a question. And you can find us everywhere at Give It To Me Straight Podcast on all the socials. We will see you guys next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.